third minute at Old Trafford. Welcome to Kringle Talks Football. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Kringle Talks Football. I'm Chris Kringle, Miss CJ Wright. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you're well. How is everyone doing today? Uh, this podcast um, comes a day after the Arsenal versus Newcastle game and in a short few minutes I'm going to have a conversation with a good friend of mine who's a Newcastle fan he's a you know this, the title of the podcast is called um, conversation with a South London Geordie that's because he grew up in South London like myself but ended up being a Newcastle fan rather than like a generic Man United fan or an Arsenal fan or a Liverpool fan um, and it always sort of puzzled me why he was a Newcastle fan, so we're going to get into that bit of a conversation with him, bit of delving into the recent games against Newcastle, which obviously Arsenal came victorious out of both of them. Um, and yeah, I thought I'd just do a little bit of an introduction. Um, if you're new to the channel, obviously subscribe on this platform on wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. I do weekly videos as well on my YouTube channel, which is again Kringle Talks Football. So if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, hit the notification bell every time I upload a video, you'll be notified. I've done one just yesterday as well, straight after the uh, Arsenal-Newcastle game, which was after the whistle. Um, and we're going to get into, like I said, the conversation with my, with my friend about the recent game. Um, obviously, a bit of conversation as well regarding Meza Ozil. I thought I'd do a small little piece on, on Ozil just before... Uh, we crack into the actual podcast itself. So, obviously, Mesut Ozil's leaving Arsenal, finally, after, you know, however long of Arsenal trying to get rid of him. Um, it's been well documented for, you know, well over, goodness, well over a year probably since Arsenal were trying to get rid of him. Um, and at the, at the time, Ozil was very stuck to his guns. He wasn't going to leave um, until the end of his contract. And he would see out the contract. He loves the club and he wanted to stay at Arsenal and, and not move anywhere until his contract at Lee finished. So it's it's weird to see that he's actually going uh, six months before the end of his contract finishes. He's obviously joining Fenerbahce. He's had his medical. He's done everything. I think it's literally just a case of signing and confirming between the two clubs he's you know he's been posting stuff on instagram already there's one of him uh, earlier today of him in his arsenal shirt and in his fernabasha shirt sort of shaking hands sort of passing on onto the new kit he's done a promotion video i believe with fernabasha where he turned up at the emirates done his goodbyes and then um flew out to fernabasha with his wife and his child so listen it comes to an end after seven years um being at arsenal and it's a bittersweet divorce, you know, look, we, he could have easily stayed on or had he been playing, gone out gracefully and gone out with legendary status. You know, there was no coincidence that in his first season he came, we won a trophy after nine years and it, it just, he was the epitome after what we'd gone through as a club, selling our best players, selling the likes of Fabregas, Nazri, uh, Van Persie, Song, Clichy, Sanya, Torre, Adibayor, all these players who at the time, 
you know, were top class players and we sold them to immediate rivals. We sold, you know, to obviously in Cesc's case, we sold them to Barcelona, but Nasri, Clichy, Sanya, Torre, Adebayor all went to Man City. Uh, Van Persie went to United. And, you know, it was a case of him being the first player to come in as a world-class player to stop that rut and hopefully then bring us success. And then followed, you know, the likes of Alexis Sanchez, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang after that and so on. So we've got to give full credit to the way uh, Meza Ozil has played for Arsenal. You know, he, he put in some stellar performances, 264 appearances, 77 assists, 46 goals for the club. You know, at, he's still, I think he's top three in chances created per 90 and also assists per 90. So, however the ratio guys and the stats guys work it out, I'm no statistician, 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 um, or any of that kind of stuff. So I'll leave it to them to properly go through. But it's it's something around the top three in 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 the Premier League. And since he's joined, I think it's now only Kevin De Bruyne and I think at the time Christian Eriksen who had registered more assists than him. And look, he's he hasn't played for the best part of six months. So. Um, thank you very much Meza Ozil for all you've done for the club obviously bittersweet like I said divorced to see the way in which you've gone you'll be still heavily regarded at Arsenal well regarded you know all the different political campaigns you've um, campaigned for in terms of what's happening over in China and sticking to your guns when the club didn't back you and the club outright refused to comment and distance themselves completely you know, look, credit to you and we wish you all the best. Good luck at Fenerbahce and whatever you do later on. We'll always be, always be welcome back at Arsenal. Um, but listen, I'm going to get into the conversation. So let's get into the conversation with my Newcastle friend. His name is Alex. So welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, brother. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure uh, to be on. Um Certainly not off the back of that result, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry. We're going to get into that. We'll get into that. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, couple of things. Obviously, I hear you're in isolation, or you're coming out of it. So I hope you're feeling better, and hope you're recuperating and getting the well. Yeah, hey, listen. There's there's no COVID screens between us. So, um, yeah, man. I, I'm I've just come out of isolation myself last week, and I tell you now, man, it's been as boring as anything. Yeah. Nothing oh, to do. Literally nothing, nothing to do. If nothing the gym to was do. Still, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have gone during isolation, but um, if the gym, oh, I just, just, I think during it will pre all that. Just the fact that the gym's closed. I don't even care about the restaurants, man. I just want to keep going. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, like, having 100%. Something, some sort of outlet, you know? You know what? You Nobody can see this, but below this has increased. <laughs> on a on a seismic case, on a seismic scale, um, really good to be fair. Have you? No, that's good. That's this good. time around, anyway. But but the initial lockdown, whew, yeah, got a bit. Yeah, know. no, initial lockdown was a lot, and I I managed to maintain it while when the gyms reopened, and then when they shut again, and now it's onto this. Ugh. Yeah, I had to delete the Uber Eats that mate. It was Did you? Completely. Wow. I had to. I had to. And you know the worst thing is I just got a text message from them yesterday saying 30% off of all McDonald's orders. So I know, I know, I know. I saw that as well. Two that's, as well. Gonna be... order, uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Two, two. Yeah, two, two. I got two. But listen, like I said, I hope you're feeling better. And um, we're going to get into this. Obviously, you grew up, what, 
10 minutes down the road from me. We went to the same primary school. I know your brother, I know your sister, I know your mum. Less than 10 minutes, bro. Well, less than 10 minutes, yeah. It, like, it depends on how quick brother. I walk, but I don't walk that quickly. I know your brother. Yeah, exactly. So we, we obviously know each other. Um, yeah. We've known each other for a long time anyway. Um, and... I, I obviously everyone knows I grew up an Arsenal fan. I don't live we don't live too far from Sellers Park, so I've always had a nice affiliation with Crystal Palace. Uh, my whole family are Arsenal fans. My question to you, and I don't think I've ever really asked you this, is how did you become a Newcastle fan? Obviously, I, I was actually like a Man United fan, like really. Like, but then there was like a group of kids who were playing football. They they used to bring their own ball in it, and okay, and kind of picked and choose, chose who they wanted to play with, and that. And they're all Newcastle fans somehow. And really, um, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Uh, but then at the time, but then it was also around the time. Um, so I think um, Newcastle were like twelve points clear in that. And I kind oh, of God. Well, that famous know, season, yeah. This might be the ones to run with, you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I pretty much saw them, and I was like, "Yep, that's my team." Wow. But I think I picked Newcastle as a team. Because I never had like a United jersey or anything like that. But yeah, I yeah. Like, I did like them, and I, but but I think I put Newcastle based on that. Because um, I'm, because I've that? always, I've always admired Newcastle. I would never say I I, I ever claim to be a fan. Obviously, you go through early stages in it of like adolescence and childhood where you kind of like you yeah. tell people you support that team, but then you end up celebrating a goal from a random other club that you have no affiliation with. And for some reason, there was there was always people at Newcastle who I admired. Obviously, the likes of Alan Shearer, um, the likes of Ketsbayar at the time he, when he wow. when he done that madness on the touchline. I don't know what it was. I was just fascinated by that. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Nuno Espria. Oh. Uh, you know, I didn't like that number because of Ketsbayar, but my number's eleven now because of Espria, and then obviously Drogben. Yeah, yeah, see, and then even to the point of I don't know why, but I really, really, really liked Nobby Solano. Oh. Like he was just a fantastic player. Like right. for some reason, and then you. But the thing is, Newcastle always seemed to sign players that I wanted Arsenal to sign. So when you signed Craig Bellamy, yeah. like We've I wanted him at the time. Players, man. We've had history. Yeah, you have. Players, but. I think it's only ever the the time it, it the I think post Kevin Keegan and sort of maybe the Dalglish a little bit, but I can't I can't really say Dalglish was the we just played we were still a good team once he took over. So yeah. I can't give it to him too too much. But um yeah. um I can't remember who took us over after him, but post that era, basically, sort of 97, 98, after that we started getting to the the cup finals and that. Yes. Then we had a little bit of a dip. Um, then it didn't really click until Bobby Robson came. Yeah. And, and then there was a little period under, um, what's his name? He went pal um, and Pardew. Yeah, yeah. But and you went, you got into the Champions League, didn't you, under Robson? Yeah, but in our midfield, I remember we had Nobby Solano on the right. Yeah. Robert on the left. There's one play for Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Kieran Dyer and Jermaine Genus in the middle, bro. Yeah, I remember that. And then we had Shearer and Bellamy up front. Yeah, remember we got Cliver as well. Oh my days, bro! Just you know what that that when you put them names together, yeah, it always reminds me of when, especially in most recent years, when Everton have been just buying all these 
good named players, but mm. can't always seem to get the best out of them in a in a situation. Like yeah. you always had good players and very good. Like look, Shea Given was a stalwart keeper for ten plus years for you lot, even longer than that. And then it got to the point where you just still wasn't winning. You couldn't win anything. It just wasn't coming for you. Not even a trophy. Not even a cup. Um, and it always reminds me, to be fair, even Spurs now, because you look at the Spurs team and everyone's raving and ranting about them. And you look at Everton's side, you look at the names that they have, but you always think that they're going to come up short. Um, and to be fair, like I said, you broke into the top four a couple of times. You know, I remember that season where we won the league unbeaten. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and there was the season we went unbeaten and you... I think just got pipped to fourth place by Liverpool. I think it was the final game of the season. Michael Owen had scored, or you might have pipped them one of the two. Um, I think, but it will. It always, it always intrigued me the way Newcastle was. Uh, I don't know what I mean. To be fair, maybe the affiliation is because my, my I've got uh, an auntie and uncle who live in Newcastle, just north of Newcastle in uh, oh. Northumberland. So um, maybe I've always had some sort of affiliation. <laughs> Say that again. No, sorry to cut you. No, I was just saying, you know more people there than I do, mate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but listen, you know, getting into that, obviously, um, what was it like then, obviously, growing up, being a Newcastle fan and not really having too many other Newcastle fans in and around the area? Because obviously where we grew up, it was always, other than the odd Liverpool fan that I knew, it was either you were a, a United fan or an Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was... The thing is that in primary school, I had, like, there was there was a little sort of clique of us who were Newcastle fans, so it was all right. And then I think that isolation... And I had one of my best friends as well who's a Newcastle fan and with me now to this day. And then we went wow. secondary school together. Oh, wow. And the isolation of the Newcastle United fans kicked in there. And one of my good friends as well is like, you know, I kind of called him my cousin-ish a bit, but um, them weird ones. Anyway, and then in secondary school, there were a few. There were, there were maybe like a handful. But yeah. I, I would do any time I met a Newcastle fan, man, I latched onto them that they were a brother. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like they were fighting in the playground. I'd go there oh, shit. Another, there's another one there. Quickly, come yeah. here. Like, um... If, if WhatsApp was around there, we'd have a WhatsApp group. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I know, I know. I'd have to, literally, if they were fighting the playground, I'd go back the thing, man. Nah, man, I said, you can't lose him. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, the banter, man, you know, because we, we, you know, obviously got to those cup finals, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of them was at our expense, which is good. Finals, man. I, think, I think we were always, the good thing about Newcastle at the time, growing up anyway, we're yes. always people's second team. Yeah. Like people outside of sort of yeah. Arsenal yeah. fans, they really like Newcastle. Like a lot of people yeah. like Newcastle. And as you get older, you hear of people that like Newcastle and most yeah. of them been up there for a weekend. So that's their, <laughs> yeah. that's their affiliation. Yeah, but generally, um but then as I think as I got older and got into adulthood from 18 onwards and that, it was a bad time. It was a bad time. Yeah. And it was especially that relegation. Bro, Banner FC, yeah. Yeah, two relegations in that time period. Um, there was a period I wasn't even watching football, bro. I wasn't even watching match a day. I think for about eighteen months. 
Wow. And, I mean, and you couldn't. You were in the championship that season. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Even before that, but once we got in the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I was actually following us there. Oh, wow. Because I was, I was expecting automatic promotion. Yeah, it didn't uh, come. I count those, those two league towels, man. <laughs> 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 you've got you've got you've got to latch on to it somehow it's right it's a trophy bruv no 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 100 you've won more than spurs have in the last 15 years so I'll listen you know what i mean but um, they try to count it in the premier league you know what i mean but well of course yeah no, that's the problem isn't it mm. um well i was gonna say you know obviously we'll, we'll get into obviously now this season because you've kind of I, I don't know if you listen to much of um Monday night, Monday night football the other day with uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher talking about the difference between Rafa Benitez and Steve Bruce. Um, basically, I think if I remember, if I'm reading this rightly, Steve Bruce has an overall points per game record um, than Rafa Benitez does, and a better one, a better one than Rafa Benitez did. But okay. Rafa was always associated with a special bond or a special nice affiliation with the Newcastle United fans. Whereas a lot of fans are not maybe as keen on Bruce. And what's your take on, on the current situation you're facing and is, is Steve Bruce the right man for you? And if not, who would you bring in? It's, I don't know. Do you know what, what it is? It's, um, it's a funny one with Newcastle fans here. Yeah? And um, because that that early period, what we probably call success now, even though we didn't win anything, but that period in sort of the mid nineties, and then maybe other Robson were were some of the highlights of the club. Mm. So, um, what's happened is there's been a bit of a clouded way in which we've become entitled. Yeah, to, we should be up there with the. I still, I mean, to a degree, I believe that. I don't think, and most people will probably agree, like. Of course, you know, finances and that come into play in recent years. But I don't think clubs like Wolves, Leicester, Villa, I suppose, currently on current form anyway. Southampton, none of them are bigger than Newcastle, in my opinion, and shouldn't be up no, there. No, where we yeah. should be. If we're going by size of clubs, and it's still, like, it shouldn't be. But, unfortunately, we can believe all we want about where Newcastle yeah. should be. Yeah. At the end of the day, like... Our performances, our recruitment, um, our the management of the club, our managing of managers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I think the fact that we got Rafa Benitez as well kind of glossed things over a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, because it's almost like all of a sudden it's like that guy who punched above his weight with his girl that he got. And then they broke up and then he got a girl that probably fitted his mold in it. And it's not yeah. it's just not as nice as it was to have that pretty girl or that bunting yeah. on your arm in it. And I think yeah. that's that and I think that's what the situation is. Because um Steve Bruce was like eleventh eleventh choice, bro, from one of Yeah, I know. Yeah. Allardyce yeah. was above him. And, I, and no disrespect to Allardyce or anything, but you know, and we and we had him before anyway. Yeah. But the kind of managers we were going after, off off the back of having Benitez, but those managers knew the truth. They weren't interested. No, of course not. You know what no. I mean? Just because you got that one boom thing, bro, it don't mean they all want to get you. 
<laughs> and you know the funny thing is, like, even when the whole talk about um, the ownership takeover and, you know, if that was to go ahead, you would pretty much be the richest club in world football. And football history basically literally and Pochettino was the man to come in and it's kind of like gone full circle to obviously being uh denied that the, the takeover was obviously denied so you couldn't get that man in uh Mike Ash is still there Steve Bruce is still there um and then you know you're you're kind of it's kind of that 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 um euphoria feeling of yeah look we're gonna you know we're gonna get taken over by a Big, big, big Don in the game now. Look, this is this is going to be us for years to come. You see how Man City did it? We're going to do it 10 times better because we're going to actually win the Champions League. You see the way Chelsea did it under Abramovich? That's going to be us. And then it's kind of like that that Monday morning when it was announced that the takeover was declined. It was like, oh, it, so it was, oh, it was it a dream? It wasn't even it, it was, it wasn't declined. It was um, rejected, yeah. wasn't it? It went on so the 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 they went on the back and forth for so long that in the end they they pulled out themselves. Yeah, yeah, you know? bro, it's so fresh. It's, it's, it's triggering, <laughs> but you know, you know, at the time, yeah, more people were excited. More non Newcastle fans were excited. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Me, I know my club in it. So for me, until I saw the deal go through, I wasn't interested. I tried to really stay out of it as much as I could. Um, yeah. But there was times they got me in it, and yeah. when it was going to happen, yeah, and and especially when Benitez. But but the thing is that the fact that Benitez didn't stay on at the time, there there needed to be a window, and even that situation, how it ended after what he'd done, the guy stayed with us in the championship. We're talking yeah. about someone in the Champions League, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't, yeah. He didn't yeah. have to stay, bro. Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. You know I, mean? I, I, I just think about. And this is where I, I, I'm the point I made about our managing of managers. Like, it's I get that we're in you know business cutthroat, but you're Newcastle United ain't they're not like an Arsenal, they're not a Chelsea, a City. Like, and you've gone from from not renewing somebody's deal, the way you've gone about doing it, and then who you got as his replacement was in comparison, mate, you know. Yeah, so of course, of course. The ratio of winning and that over um, Benitez, all we want. But guess what? When Benitez goes to that trophy cabinet and Steve Bruce goes to that trophy cabinet, Steve Bruce ain't even got a trophy cabinet. He hasn't got a trophy cabinet. No. That area where he would have got a trophy cabinet, just picking up dust, mate. You don't even hoover that yeah. section. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> you know, look at the real life. I hate these stats and that. They don't mean nothing, bro. I yeah. think I think what what Neville was kind of saying was, and he was saying, look, no disrespect to Benitez, without a shadow of doubt, no disrespect. And maybe it's just, maybe, uh, maybe because of Steve Bruce's affiliation with Sunderland at the time. But I don't think, like he said, it was no disrespect to Benitez and what he'd won and what kind of a manager he was. But I think what he's saying is, in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't doing any better a job in the Premier League, at least. Then Bruce has done, yet Bruce is the one who's constantly should be sacked because we're not playing good football, we're not getting the results. Yeah. Um, 
And the stats will show that he's doing a better job, especially in the Premier League, than Benitez was doing, but obviously not maybe getting the credit that he deserves. And maybe that's because he's got the affiliation with Sunderland and Newcastle fans just dislike him because of that. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't ask to see Bruce. He just is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For real, for real. But, but for me, listen, when one of the improvements, though, when Benitez, when, when um, Bruce took over, is that we were more of an attacking side. Especially with Sam Maxima, like Almiron started to come alive finally and getting goals in this, that, and the other. Joe Linton. <laughs> but anyway, and um, yeah. Right, the, le- the less said about Joe Linton, the better. We were, huh? I said yeah. the less said about Joe Linton, the better. That. Yeah. There's, there's going to be uh, a book written on how that transfer deal came about and what kind of backhanded jobs were put in place to get him into London, uh, into Newcastle, sorry. The, the man's not even worth £5 million and yet somehow got a 50, £40 million transfer to a, a big club in the UK, man. I mean, <laughs> a lot of money. Do you know what? I don't know. With that side of things as well, £40 million, look, any millions to us anyway, regular guys, it's a lot of money in it. But all of a sudden, they're talking about £40 million like it's a lot. It is a lot of money. but And for Newcastle, it definitely is. You know, but but then you got people from outside talking about it, like we spent all that money on him. But then, you know, people were spending the, the average fee was like fifty million for like average players. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's correct. That happened for us. Then we just continue to just be with that banner club in it. And that's yeah, what I mean, I think the most around that. But this yeah. season we've gone, we've gone a lot more defensive. Um, like three at the back, three at the back. He finally decides. To not play for at the back because of obviously, you know, he wanted to, to approach the game differently to last time. And I think obviously he really wanted to go for the win. And um backfired. The thing is, I think I think he took some encouragement of the FA Cup game. The fact that Andy Carroll had an okay game against us. He was he was sort yeah, of winning all the jewels in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um and I think maybe he just took something that you know, listen, at the end of the day, you don't quite know what Arsenal sides were going to show up. You know, against Palace, we couldn't create anything. So maybe playing that way without a low block, you know, you, you didn't play with a low block blo- uh, low block at all. You kind of just let so much space in on that left-hand side. Aubameyang probably was looking at it thinking, damn, like, how much space are you going to give me? Um, all because and- yeah, not there, bruv. This well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and and maybe in, as well. As many games as, as um Cedric, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, and that's the thing as well. I think maybe look, he thought that look, you know, at the end of the day, Bamiang is not on form either, so <laughs> it's not 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 necessarily saying, well, look, guys, look, he's not on form. He ain't going to do anything. Let's just give it to him. It's more of a case maybe for of the way the FA Cup game went that you could, probably should have won the FA Cup game in the regular ninety minutes. I'd probably say that. Um, and he maybe looked at it and thought, okay, look, this is this is what we could do to them beforehand. Let's go out there and do it again. Um, the only confusing thing for me was having Joel Linton, who's not a left winger at all. He's barely even a striker playing out on the left left mid, not even a left wing, left mid, where you are basically asked to defend in a bank of four and attack in a bank of four, and he just wasn't doing it. And, and the thing is that, because usually we put him on the right side, isn't it? Yeah, or, or up front, but I think it was to it's this whole new thing in it of the Miguel Amaron on the opposite foot cutting in, so it's more to favor him, yeah, 
or why they. Done and to it. be fair, he was your best player. To be fair, he's one of your best players. He tried to make things happen yesterday, which was a lot more than anyone else did. It's it's like the thing is that what somehow even with that setup, somehow we find ourselves. Carol was like out wide crossing the ball. I mean, I get the whole running down the channels. That's not the kind of striker he is, but in no. he's out there and he's he's and he's putting in balls. Where you're like, he well, should be getting on the end of it. Yeah, I actually want yeah. you in there. Yeah. Someone else put and, in you, know? you know what? There was, um, do you remember in the first half where, um, I think it was Party picked up the ball and he played like a long diagonal ball to Smith Rowe and it ended up with a Bamian hitting the ball over the top. Oh, um, we don't want to hit the, the crossbar. No, 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 no. The one a little while after that, basically, Partey picked up the ball and he played like a long diagonal ball forward. Smith Rowe took a touch, which took it into space. He oh, got, went yeah. into the box, played it back across to a Bamyang, and his first time shot went over the bar. Yeah. But if yeah, you watch yeah, it yeah. again, if you watch it again, look who the man is chasing back and putting a Bamyang off. It's Andy Carroll. Listen, I, I think he's improved. Like, like the the fact that's not only been the positive for me. That he's improved. He's, he's um. Yeah. I can see that he's he's fitter. Yes. And um and definitely. How much of that game did he played the, the whole game pretty much, didn't he? The FA Cup game. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, did. he played the whole hundred and twenty, I think. Yeah. You know, so I was really yeah. happy with that. You know, but like for him, and yeah, uh, yeah. see that. Well, you know what? We can maybe trust this guy a little bit. You know, again, and 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 I'm and I'm happy for him for that. But that's the only positive, mate, for me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Our style of play now doesn't help release someone like a Callum Wilson, bro. You know, no. we put Shelby came into the side to to create that for what, what do you do, bro? You know, and that was the thing is that before the game, uh, I don't know who the co-commentator might have been, Alan Smith, basically saying that Shelby has been brought in to unlock our defence and to be the man to do the creative spark. And I get that, but for me. If I'm looking at Shelby and I'm thinking he's the man to spread the play out to the wingers to get the ball into the box, he shouldn't be the man that's spreading the ball straight over the top to Wilson because we just didn't give you any any space to do that. And to be fair, I thought the way in which our midfielders played anyway, it nullified Longstaff and Shelby. Yeah, so they literally had nothing. Huh? It's three against two in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what you're in the game now, nowadays. Yeah. And that's the thing as well, is the way Smith Rowe played. He played, um, you know, there's quite a few times, if you watch it back again, there's quite a few times where you sort of get the ball, maybe like the second ball drops to you, and Smith Rowe just gets in there real quick and nips it out without the Newcastle. He was fantastic yesterday. Um, And it's just the Croydon, the Bruyne, literally, uh, Emil de Bruyne, Emil de Croydon, or whatever they've called him. Um, But you know, you know, the thing is as well. Like I was, I was very as much as I was very happy for Arsenal and obviously the way that we played yesterday. And I thought, look, probably the best, I'd say even probably one of the best ninety minutes we've played aside from the Chelsea game, because the first half and obviously we were messaging last night anyway, saying I was very happy the way we played. It looked like one of those games where your keeper was going to make 12 saves, shut us out, and it was going to be nil-nil or you were going to, you were going to sneak a 1-0 win. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember a game, actually, at the start of the Emirates era where you nicked the game 1-0. Andy Carroll actually scored in that game. 
and it was one of those. I think we were all over you for the entire ninety minutes. But one, I think it was, yeah, I think it was a diagonal ball into the box, and Carol. I think Chesney came to to get it, missed it completely, and Carroll just headed it in, and you won the game one 0 or something. Um, and it looked like it might have been headed in that direction. And obviously, thankfully, we we took it up again in the second half. But it, for me, watching the way Newcastle played, it was just like I never. In there's some games where you kind of think, oh, you know, they're going to have an opportunity here to score in a minute. They're going to do something. I never felt that once yesterday, and maybe because of how well we played. But I have a sneaky feeling it was just how poor you were yesterday yeah more than anything yeah definitely like it would have been a it would have been you don't you guys definitely played a lot better than the FA Cup game because that game was terrible yeah. oh it was boring <laughs> so boring terrible game like um and it's only because of isolation like and the board is sheer boredom that I'm watching football prior to that I wasn't even watching games bro I wasn't wow. even watching games like even that period where we were winning games, I haven't watched any games. I was busy in it, but um, anyway. But now, obviously, been forced to sit down and do it. But it's just, and I think obviously now they're calling for Bruce's head and this, that, the other. But it's like I said to you, this whole like we got, we got, we got to be real. Like that's the problem. Is do you gone? No, I was gonna say, do you even trust Ashley to get the next appointment right? I mean, the only person who is even out there. There's no that... point, though. There's no point. Like, after that takeover didn't go through, yeah. and you decided to get Steve Bruce, yeah. and yeah, we had a good, good season. I think the year. only person who's probably out there that you could maybe look at getting is Eddie Howe. He and the thing is, you've got two players there who know him very well. Who he's who he actually got. Very good out of in terms of Wilson and Fraser. I take him over Bruce because obviously yeah. he'll he'll the the kind of football he'll try and play there. Yeah. Then how long will it take to get that integrated? Have we got the players that are good enough for that? And well, I, is it at a risk of us getting relegated? Because we're going to be talking relegation every season now, bro. Like, well, that's that's the thing is I think if you, it's got to be one of those ones where if you can survive until the summer with Bruce. Um, and you stay in the Premier League, yeah, then yeah. there's no... The, yeah, get rid of him, and you yeah, can bring in somebody better. like Eddie Howe. Get better, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the replacement, yeah. No, that's what I say. I, I don't yeah. think we should be sacking him in season. I really don't. No, no. Like, like who can we... Really, like, I don't know if anyone can come in and do any better now between now and then. No. And Sheffield United, like, this is... That's why last season, when everyone was gassing Sheffield United, I was saying, bro, it's one season, in it. These men will probably end up getting relegated next season or the season after. And what's happened this season for them? Yeah, exactly. We, one win. We were their first win, bruv. We were their first win. Of course. We're not talking about them in the same light anymore, are we? Because we've seen the realness about who that club is. So for me, like, and for me, it's just a case of it's like, like I said to you all the time, it's a paycheck to paycheck thing, bro. It's like every season, yeah, just stay up. And that's yeah. the thing as well is that if you do bring in somebody who is going to try and play progressive attacking football, you don't bring them in mid-season and mm-hmm. ask them to to basically completely change it around. If you're bringing in someone like Allardyce or you're bringing in someone like a a, a Warnock or flipping a Pulis, all these managers who seem to be keep getting job after job after job after job. I mean, look what Allardyce is doing at West Brom now. It's a I shambles. But, yeah, but it's one of those ones where 
they get in, they bring it, they are bought in to do one job or one job only, and that's to keep the team in the Premier League playing a very, very, you know, you think Steve Bruce's kind of football is boring, just wait till Pulis or Allardyce turns up, it'll be 10 times worse. Yeah, but that's all I care about. We'll stay, yeah. but bringing in somebody like Eddie Howe and yeah. saying to him, All right, cool. This is what I want you to do. I want you to keep us in the Premier League. I want you to start playing progressive attacking. Well, no, nah, it's one of the two. I can't do both right now. If you want me to play progressive attacking football, expect us to lose a few games while the players learn what I want. But you lose a few games and then you start slipping slowly and slowly towards the bottom of the league. It's about sticking with Bruce and, and you know, and having the, like you said, the, the replacement lined up. If it's not Eddie Howe, then it's someone else. But you need somebody who is going to get the best out of these players in, listen, at the end of the day, you've got somebody like Almiron, you've got somebody like Fraser, you've got somebody like Wilson, who, for all intents and purposes, are, are you know, on their day, very good footballers. And you're asking Steve Bruce to make them world beaters and to get the best out of them. It's just not going to work. And the thing is that he agreed. And outside of them, man, we're a championship club, bro. But let's just keep it a buck. Yeah, and we, no, and no, we, it's true. And we've got a championship manager. Yeah. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. So this whole thing and this, that, the other, like the club's got no stability. So let's do yeah. the most stable thing we can. And and I think what you've done in terms I'll of stay up personally, you know. So again, no, no, what was you gonna say? I think we'll stay up personally. Yes. I think we'll stay up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnley, but, Sheffield United, and I think West Brom are the ones to go. No, well, I don't care who goes. Just as long as there ain't us in it, I really don't care. It's not even down. It's not even like before where it's like, oh, I like that club. I hope they stay, bro. I don't. As long as there ain't Newcastle, let them all go down in it. I don't care, bro. Let them all go down. And to, yeah, but to be fair as well, like, look, you've got two very good goalkeepers in Carl Darlow and and um, Dubravka. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, you spent twenty million on Jamal Lewis, who. <sighs> On paper looks good, but maybe maybe it's a confidence thing with him, and he he's not just he's he's not in a confidence way at the moment. But he you know twenty million looks like a lot of money right now being spent on that 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 kid. Um, you know I I've always rated Jamal Lascelles, but watched him twice in the FA Cup and watched him last night. Mm, he's a, he's a championship player at best at the moment. He, he's he's captain of Newcastle United and. You know, the way in which twice, not once, twice yesterday, Smith Rowe kind of turned him inside out and not even like a bit of luck with it. It was quite telling how easy it was for him to get past Lascelles. Um, you know, it was it was quite damning. But again, it's it's one of those ones where it breeds confidence in it. I think, you know, if you look at Arsenal from a few weeks back, I think every single team in the Premier League are, are like, you know, I just you know, I lick in their lips, going, "Yeah, this is it. We're gonna we're gonna get at them now." And then you know, look, we've kept five clean sheets in a row. We've conceded one goal. We've scored thirteen in our last five games. And it's and it's like not necessarily teams are going to come to us and fear us or go, "Okay, cool. Look, Arsenal are on a, are on a roll here. We better be careful how we play against them." But we're playing with such a freedom now and such confidence, and. Our defenders, who have been criticised in the past for being uncoachable, have shown that actually we are actually a good team. We actually can produce results. And again, maybe, you know, listen, football's a confidence-based game anyway. 
So we both know that, you know, certain players need the confidence to, 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 to thrive. You know, the minute they're out of form and the minute they've got no confidence, that's it. It goes downhill. I think Arsenal fans know all too well with the likes of Nicola Pepe and William at the moment. Like the players have got no confidence whatsoever and they both look like a sack of rubbish. Um, and that's what's happening with, with you lot at the moment. I think there is no confidence in that team whatsoever. And the problem is, I think we've just said it, we've just spoken about it, how it's, it wouldn't be the time to sack him, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get sacked. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Cause these these clubs then feel they feel under pressure, you know, and then make these decisions and that. But for me, once that takeover didn't happen, it didn't matter who came in. Because even if we got a top manager in, like how many good signings can we get? Like that Callum Wilson situation, if Bournemouth was still in the league, would he have come to Newcastle? Oh, not for that money anyway. A lot more would have taken. And he probably and he probably wouldn't have gone to be fair. No, no, he probably wouldn't have gone. He probably would have stayed. So, um, which tells you everything. So we we had some bargaining power in that because it was like it's a case of like he's in the championship, he's Premier League quality, yeah? yeah. So he's got an opportunity here to come. He's going to push to 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 not stay in the championship if he can play in the Premier League, which gives us some. Do you know what I mean that bargaining power? Like I said, but outside of that, and, and those are things I look at. You know, some people might just look at it like, well. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because we got the deal in the end, and and yeah, I get that, you know. Mm. But that might not be the case. If we, we, if, you know, it might not be the case going forward. No, no, you know, no, it's true. You know, we're not even playing in a way that that really makes that utilizes him. You know, a lot of the time, no, not in the slightest. Up front, he's up there. There was a period I think where he made like a really good move. He had two players on him, and he kind of put it sort of inside in between them and ran through, and then. I think one of the guys fouled him and then he won as a free kick and that. But it doesn't happen often enough, like Yeah. Well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's not yeah. he's not gonna win those duels every time, is he? No. No. Two on one duels. Like he's not Ronaldinho no. or Messi or that man there, is he? Do you know what I mean? No. So and I think that can get really frustrating for a striker. Yeah, of course it can. And then when they're not getting any service as well, and they're essentially having to do everything themselves, like you referenced earlier, Carol crossing the ball in from the left-hand side, you're expecting him to be on the end of those crosses. Um, that was our club, so he'll stay, mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like with, you know, I look at your club and I look at the players you have and the players who are currently out injured, the likes of Ryan Fraser, the likes of um, St. Maximin. You know, you can easily build a decent front four with the likes of, you know, let's say if you did like a 4-2-3-1 and you had Maximin, St. Maximin out on the right, Fraser are left, Almiron behind Wilson. That's a that's a very attacking front four. It's the managers that's the problem. The manager is not an attacking manager in terms of, you know. It, and and listen, at the end of the day, it's all well and good, huh? He was a centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's all well and good as well, saying you know this is the ideal lineup, and it doesn't happen. I mean, listen for 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 months and months and months, every Arsenal fan was saying. Saka needs to play on the left wing. Saka needs to play in the number 10 role. Nobody really gave too much thought to Saka playing as right wing. And look what he's done so far at right wing. He's been a revelation for us. He's been absolutely fantastic. And obviously the addition of Smith Rowe has helped. 
You get that number ten shirt now, yeah? That's me for Hey, listen, I'm, I'm. If he gets something, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, give him, give him a ten year contract. Give him the ten number ten shirt. Um, they might not but, even give it to no one if they don't give it to him. No, nah, I don't think the season the way he has, they'll give it to him if they gave. Yeah, him yeah. Because yeah, yeah. for like a whole season, was he? No. So if they're giving him the seven, then they'll give him the ten. If he carries on the way he's done now, between January and the end of the season, he'll get that ten, bro. Since Smith Rowe started in uh, against Chelsea, no player has created more chances than Bruno Fernandez. Fernandez, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, yeah, before I went, to <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. But but this but listen at the end, like is it. <laughs> Just go in the kind of referencing, um, you know, what I was saying earlier about the, the sort of confidence side of it. Just essentially stumbling upon bringing in a number 10 like that, especially with all the problems we had with Meza Ozil at number 10. Um, everything that went with that, it's it's been, you know, really quite telling how um, how much a number 10 is needed in that position and in that situation, especially when you've got the likes of uh, Aubameyang, who's not really on form, or you've got Saka, um, who hasn't really played out on the right too often. And when he has done, he hasn't done a lot by any stretch of the imagination. But li- given that that link between the three of them and, and Lacazette coming to back into form, you know, he scored against Chelsea, he scored against West Brom two times. Uh, he had an assist against you lot in the, in the FA Cup. Um, so these players are... All it's taken is one player to bring that confidence. Um, and obviously, like I said earlier, you've got Sat Maximin out, you've got Ryan Fraser out. So in your case, it's two players to bring that confidence back to the, to, to your team. It's just whether or not the manager, you know, is 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 attack-minded that much to do it. But I, don't, I, I just don't understand that. But he was last season. Because that's what they were talking about, the, the, the improvement on, on Rafa, yeah. like, yeah, like he was, and now we've gotten more attacking players. Yeah. And, and but the problem is the problem as well comes when um, is is when a defensive minded coach tries to switch up to an attack minded and it goes wrong, they just revert back to type, you know. And and um, Tottenham fans, I don't like you anyway, so I don't care what I say, but you've only got to look at Mourinho. You've only got to look at Mourinho when he has attacking players around him and he tries to go attacking. And what happens is his defensive foundation, his the, the solidity that he's always had in defence crumbles and they start conceding goals left, right and centre. And what has he done this season? He's reverted back to type. But what he's not, you know, what I don't think anybody banked on was the fact that Son and Kane would just be unbelievable so far you know either one of those two players gets injured they're screwed you know yeah. simple as that either one of those two players gets injured they're screwed because mm. what they do is they sit in deep you know for 75 percent of the game and then 25 percent is just springing and counter-attacks with just them two players um and it's worked for him because he knows how to do it but again he tried to change it to an attacking situation um leaving his defense exposed and they can see the goals left right and center and i think you know the way bruce has played in the past and other players other managers sorry where they bring in a couple of attacking players and go okay cool look 
this is what we're going to do. We're going to press from the front. We're going to be forward thinking. We're going to be on the front foot. Mm. And then you're 2-0 down inside 20 minutes. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe we won't do this. Um, and I always, and I, and I bought, and I, and I remember the, um, a quote from uh, Jonathan Woodgate. He was uh, talking to, I think it was Jamie Carrigan. And, he, and basically, Car- Carragher was asking him what went wrong at Middlesbrough when he was manager. And um, he basically said that the way he wanted to play was to pass the ball out from the back. He wanted his defenders, and he, that's his philosophy. He wanted every single goal kick, play it out from the back. We build the attack from the back. And he said there was a preseason game, and it, basically the players couldn't do it. The players just couldn't do it. His defence couldn't cope from passing out from the back. And at halftime, he came in and used every other excuse then saying you're crap, like you can't do this. He basically said, you know, the weather's not great. The pitch isn't great. It's bobbly, this and that, this and that. Rather than just saying you can't play out from the back. And ultimately it cost him his job because he had to start doing things that he as a coach wasn't used to. Um, So, you know, going back to the defensive side of Bruce's game, he's reverted back to type in terms of trying to be a defensive shaped team. But you've got too many offensive players for that to happen. So you're still conceding goals. And, and we were going for broke, man. And the, but the way I see it now with these new managers, like, or, or if your manager that goes to a club and you have a philosophy, bro, run your philosophy till the wheels fall off, mate. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're in, we're in, a, we're in a second culture now. So you yes, might wait. go out with your head held high. You might as well go out knowing you went in there and you did it your way, in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But and listen, dying your way than dying. Hundred percent. Well, yeah, their way, in it. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. The, the life expectancy of a manager nowadays is nine months. The life expectancy, the managerial expectancy, is nine months. Wow. The average yeah, manager is only in job. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's it's how long. Again. But that's how long a manager is given. But listen, you've only got to look at the likes of. Chelsea, for instance, who, you know, you, you got to look at Di Matteo, who won in the Champions League and a few months later was sacked. Carlo Ancelotti had just won them the double. A few months later was sacked. Mourinho just won them the league title. A few months later was sacked. You know, the, we're in a sacking culture where it's like, unless you're number one spot, you're getting sacked. I mean, Frank Lampard, obviously, he's not you know going to do much, but he's been given a bit more time because he's a Chelsea legend. He's brought in all these players in the summer. But if they don't make top four, he's going to be sacked this summer. Don't get, don't question it. He'll be sacked this summer yeah. if they don't get top four. Um, and they're they talking don't... about Grant, isn't it? Grant, assistant. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but listen, I think we've been going on for quite a while. Just a quick one. What's your expectancy then for the rest of the season? Um, do you expect? Firstly, do you expect Newcastle to sign any players? Secondly, what do you expect to happen for the rest of the season? No, yeah, that, that might not work for me, bro. So, That's no, true. I don't expect to sign anybody. Um, look, bro, look, we're already with the 19th now. No, is that how far down you are? It's already oh, the no. 19th, bro. Crazy, oh, I can sorry, actually I'm still remember. January, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Month, yeah, sorry. So... Um, what do you think I was talking about? <laughs> I thought you said you're so, 19th in the league. My bad. Sorry, you're you're 15th in the league. Oh no, 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 no. God, no. God forbid. <laughs> and no, I don't think we'll sign anybody. I do think we'll stay up, and then it's yeah. just a case of who's available in the summer. 
what the plans are because if he knew he wasn't going to sell the club and was willing to spend by getting players like Wilson and Fraser and showing us that, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then who knows? But yeah. if, if it was up to me, Bruce would be out, Ashley would be out. Oh, man. Ashley is long, long overdue. Long oh, overdue. Ashley is long overdue to be gone, man. That man is a cretinous human being, man. Um, but listen, so yeah, so hope going forward, where do you think you'll finish in the league? If I'm gonna give you just give you a number, I'm just gonna say 15th. Okay, so basically, where you are now is just kind of gonna be borderline steady there, yeah. I don't Fair enough. We're definitely not in the, top, in, in the top half. If we do, man, that's great. I'd love to be proven wrong on that, that's for sure. Or if we finish yeah. higher than 15th, that's great, that's great, yeah, yeah. But I want for my just like what Benitez wanted for my club. I want more. I want like what all the other fans want. I'm realistic, of course. I'm not delusional. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. In many ways, you know, for the stature of the club in that, yes, we should be doing better than we're doing. But at the same time, we're not. We need to accept where we are, I think, first of all, yeah. and then start controlling the controllables. Because right now, this guy ain't leaving. He, I, he's trying to leave as well, which... which it's commendable, you know. I think he's finally realised, yeah, this is coming out to you no money. You know, yeah. so, and and want him out, but it's all down to who wants to buy. Bro, yeah, no yeah, one wants course. to buy the club. No one wants to come and manage there. No. What does that tell you? Exactly. Can't finish, bro. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um listen, what a wonderful, wonderful way to finish off this uh this conversation, eh? Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. No, no, listen, I appreciate coming on. Um, you know, like I said at the start of everything, listen, I appreciate you coming on. And I will say good luck for the rest of the season. I think you'll be all right. I think, like you said, you'll, you'll stay up. And I think um, the way to go is to stay with him until the end of the season and then put a plan in place. Listen, if everything goes really, really bad from now to the end of the season, then let's... Uh, you ever want to think about that? Let's put it that way. But um, right. mate, I really appreciate you coming on, and thank you for your time. Yeah. No. And uh, yeah, have a nice one. I'll see you speak to you soon. All right, man. Take care, man. All the best, bro. Thank you once again to Alex for um, taking the time out to speak to us um, and giving us a bit of a Newcastle perspective on how the season's going, the recent game against Arsenal, and also the season ahead. Um, you know we've had our troubles but i think newcastle's troubles have have stemmed right back even when mike ashley got took over all this kind of way through it as well so um listen guys this can be the end of the podcast right there once i said at the start of the um start of the episode obviously subscribe to the podcast channel leave us an apple review as well this helps build the channel grow helps the channel to grow um my youtube channel as well follow me uh kringle talks football on there follow me on miss cj Wright as well um on the youtube channel hit the subscribe button notification bell every time i upload a video you'll be notified uh, and until next time guys hope you have a nice weekend up the gunners and i'll speak to you very very soon take care Bye bye